0: On this episode of Atomic Moms, we're in my house. Yeah, my house. Everybody hanging out here. It's Ellie and I today, just the two of us. We're, we're talking about some pretty heavy stuff. And awesome stuff. Yeah, we talk about addiction. Vegas. Vegas, baby. <laughs> um, and
1: some... Ooh, and we answer some questions from our listeners. It's a really great podcast. Uh, listen, subscribe, uh, comment on iTunes. Ask us more questions on Facebook.
0: Do it. <laughs> Hi guys! Hi, it's Atomic Moms. We're in Venice, California. Yeah, Venice Beach, the world famous Venice Beach. We're um, in and- Bianca's living room. <laughs> exactly. It's kind of
1: funny doing this. I feel like house. I'm in Elle Decor. <laughs> like I have immersed myself into
0: the magazine right now. <laughs> oh, that's nice of you to say. I feel funny because we're sitting across from each other. I love and it. And we're always like we're always like, what is it? Kitty corner when we sit at the studio. So like <laughs> kitty this corner. feels very like we're very intensely yeah, connected with each other. other. Ooh.
1: <laughs> How are you? I'm really seeing you. I've had this sinus infection for like three weeks now. It's driving me nuts. I've got, I've been on antibiotics forever. Um, so I'm apologizing sick. about my voice, but I think I'm not great. contagious in any way, but it's frustrating. Um, I talked to my therapist therapist about it actually yeah because I was like I am a hypochondriac and I don't want to be that way anymore because it makes me a not very nice person right because I kind of like freeze out anyone who looks remotely ill (laughs) because I'm like oh don't get me sick and she's like what would happen Ellie if you got sick like what's you know you're sick right now like what's you know let's what's the worst that happens right I'm like uh I have to slow down (laughs) <laughs> and then I realized that's my big fear, slowing down, which I haven't, which is probably why I still have this thing.
0: Of course. I feel like that that's therapist 101. I feel like mm-hmm. that's like the first like tool that they teach them when they go to, they go to, um, graduate school, graduate school is like when somebody says something, you have to ask them what's the worst that could happen. Cause I've got You're that not. asked almost in every therapy session, a different it. therapist I've been to, but cause I've been to a lot. <laughs>
1: But yeah, I mean, it works because then you're like, okay, it's not that bad. Like, worst thing that happens is you feel like crap or your kid, you know, you yeah. don't sleep, whatever. Yeah. It's not that bad. It's just I don't like the way it sounds in the mucus anyway. <laughs> but you just got back from Vegas. I'm going to switch
0: over to something super sexy. Vegas. We're going from Ellie's mucus we to went, Bianca's Vegas. We went to Vegas. So Michael um, has a friend. His name is Jason Ellis. Um, he has his own serious radio show. Um the Ellis show, Jason Ellis show. And, um, Michael is, goes on that show a lot. And Jason comes on love line and he and Dr. Drew are really close. And, and Jason is a crazy man, the best kind of crazy man. He's like, was used to be a pro skater. And then he was a MMA fighter for a while. Um, and every year he throws this thing called Ellis mania in Vegas. And it's basically like fights, but they're crazy fights. Like, two fat guys fought each other and the winner got to get a year of free personal training. Wow. Um, and then like two girls, this was this was really crazy. Two I girls- feel like the loser should get the personal training because he's fat <laughs> and weak. I, I feel like they both should just for being good sports <laughs> and participating. Um, but Michael fought no. And, yeah. No, and he didn't. He, so Jason. Do you have photos of this? I have video. I posted it on my on Stop my it. Instagram. You, now you have to put it on. Atomic I'll put Mom's it on, Mom's on Atomic Facebook. Mom. I don't know if it's appropriate for Atomic Mom's. because okay. it's like who did a, he fight? A brawl? A well, naked woman? Um. No, he fought Jason. So Jason did 10 one minute rounds against like pro different pro fighters, and then they peppered a couple like not pro fighters uh-huh. in that in the ten rounds so that like he got a break. Um. But Mike was like serious about it. He trained for he's really a fit couple too. you know and he's he's um jitsu for a long time he's like in that world he loves the world of fighting and mma i don't i mean i i've gotten more into it as my husband is into it yeah. but i i don't know there's still a part of me that wrestles with the like It's violence. violence. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Did Maggie Moon love the lights of Vegas? She loved the lights of Vegas, and she also loved her Nona. My mom was there. It was awesome, to be honest with you. Mike and I really needed some time to be adults. We hadn't done that in a while. I mean, we try and get date nights. It was just so hard with our schedules Mm -hmm. because then when we have free time, like we just want to be with Magnolia. Right. So we had two nights, um, and also it was uh, David Finn from Undateable, who was on our last week's podcast. Yes, our British friend. Yes, he and his wife met us there, and they hung out. It was really fun, cool. And if you guys Um, haven't listened to our
1: Undateable podcast, we put it up last week. We were in the top ten again for kids and family on iTunes. Huge. Uh, So listen to the guys of Undateable talk with us. Like find that in our archives on iTunes. Nice to get a guys perspective on things
0: even from guys who aren't parents it was yet great. they
1: were talking about their moms they were ta- yeah. i mean it was awesome and then rick glassman told me that my highlights didn't look good but he did in a classic rick glassman way of saying you what's that new look ellie uh you, you it looks character <laughs> like i was like the waitress at a diner or something which is great except you know what i mean like yeah. character like you're the you're like smoking marlboros at the diner in west virginia or something I don't know. So then I had to get it fixed. So thanks Rick Glassman. You, it, looks it, looks now. it looks better And it, it looks fantastic. It does look better. I
0: have to say he was right. He was right. Yeah. I know
1: he was right. Ugh. It's great though. So you, everyone needs that super honest
0: comic in their life. Yeah. just nah, to, Sometimes. You know, I
1: don't know when it know. comes
0: to your hair. I'm with them daily on set and uh, yeah, I don't know nice if you need it all the it. time. But they're, okay. they're great guys and they, we were so thankful to them for sharing their stories with us. Um, I, have a, I have a story to share. Before we went to Vegas, uh, I had a little incident happen at work that I wanted to share because I feel like... I feel like this segment should have a title. It's like the dress incident. The dress incident. The, the um, oh my gosh, I had a baby and my body has changed incident. Um, I think it's just like, it's the dress's fault, but we'll explain. Yeah. But, but I think, well, the reason why I want to share, I'm going to set my intention first okay. for, for sharing this, is that I feel like... Um, part of the problem is not enough women talk about having you know this feeling about themselves or their bodies Um, and so therefore it's like when it happens you feel very alone (laughs) like I mean mean, seriously it's not that big of a deal and I realize there are more important things going on in the world obviously but But that should just be like the disclaimer on our podcast in general so we can stop
1: saying it I agree because I like to talk about the superficial stuff that upsets us so well
0: and and here's the thing like the daily stuff is the daily stuff and like I it doesn't you're right we don't have to say every single time that we're aware that other stuff that is going on that's worse because we everyone knows that um but so anyway we're
1: saying that for that one commenter that's gonna be out there
0: (laughs) i know (laughs) anyway okay to the dress we we gotta we gotta stop letting fear rule yes um so i i had a dress up scene on undateable and Um, I had to wear a dress and I tried it on in wardrobe where the lighting might've been a little bit different. And then I wore it out in the scene. And then the next day, my husband, Michael, who was also in the scene, he did a guest star. Um, he had taken pictures of me on set and I saw them and I started crying, which is so not me because I'm not really ever that person. I've been really comfortable with my body um, for most of my life. I know certainly being in this business has made me a little more aware and self conscious um, because most women who are actresses are size zeros or size twos, and I'm a size uh, six on a good day and eight sometimes. Um, and I'm I am considered a bigger girl in the worlds of movies and television and that's hard for me because sometimes I you know go in for things that I really really want and they will actually I've actually gotten feedback that said you know she's a little bit bigger than what we're wanting um, which is crazy and I get that the real world Bianca understands and I have a very healthy attitude about it however um, you know I think I was a little sensitive I had gotten my first period in a year and a half since having magnolia and since being pregnant which was nuts so I, I was a little more on the emotional side but um, I saw these pictures and I was kind of in shock about how different my body looked than what it had previously in a decade of acting and being on camera um and I felt so much shame and so much like um disappointment in myself and then I had this moment where I was like it was like it was like a three-part m- three-part thought almost it was like the shame disappointment and then it was like I just had a baby and then it was um yeah but it was already 10 months ago mm-hmm. and it made me realize how much the pressure has become because we see so many people in the entertainment world like sick, you know all the the comments are always like Just five weeks after having a child, and look at her 70 pounds, yeah, or even like five months later, and she's in her back in her size two skirt, you know. And it's like this celebration of these amazing women and the fact that they've been able to get back, which is great for Mm -hmm. them and fantastic for them. Um, but that's not the story for all of us. And in, in fact, personally, for me, you know, a lot of my friends have been like, they, they post the pictures of themselves and like mm-hmm. um, the wonders of breastfeeding and they're like back and, and yeah. even smaller than what they were before. And breastfeeding has not been that for me. It's yeah. actually been, it's ha- made it harder for me to lose weight. I've actually held on to quite a bit of weight and I'm okay with that. Um, but I got in my head and I was like, if someone who's has a good attitude and a healthy outlook on it like me gets in my head about it I can only imagine where there's people who have more of a struggle with their self-image um hit a place where it just felt so I that feeling disappointed in yourself and feeling like a slob because for Mm. I know and then it's harsh but that's like what I felt for a little bit of it was you know um well i should have pulled it together by now that's what the thought was that went through my head um and i and then i went home and i cried and my husband was so sweet and he was like he <laughs> it was it's actually really funny cuz he did have a moment where he was like well you know maybe ordering the girl scout cookies wasn't like your strongest <laughs> moment and he and we laughed cuz i knew he was making a joke about it but the fact of the matter is is that my daughter is 10 and a half months old I work full time. I do side projects on top of working full time. Mm-hmm. These are not excuses. I'm not trying to, but it's the reality of life, right? Um, and and the and then I and then I even got mad at myself for that because I'm like I'm even justifying or trying to find a reason to feel better about why it, I haven't gotten back to instead where of I was. Just letting it be what instead it is. of letting it be, and and looking at the other side, which is I had a child. I. Created a life. I am now supporting that life, giving that life valuable nutrition, being with her as much as I can possibly, and and the fact that I am not back to my you know skinniest is just silly to even think about. Like it's it's I I think it speaks to the larger problem of the fact that we have made it that it's that it's you that's what you should do that that the the acceptable. Journey is to be back to where you were As fast as you possibly can Like that's the best case yeah. scenario Right Instead of just saying like You'll get there when you get there And even if you don't ever get there That's okay
1: hmm because you're just going to get pregnant again, no, I'm just
0: kidding. <laughs> but it's true. I know it's true. And also, even if I was done having kids, right. it made me feel really good. I went online and um, I saw a comment from Iggy Azalea. Because mm-hmm. have you? Did you hear about this whole thing with her? No. Um, I get. Apparently, she's taking a break off of social media um, because she went on vacation in Hawaii. Who um, is she? Is she a singer? She's a singer. Okay. Yeah. She's a singer with the huge she's See, a huge us. See, I don't nice know anything around. about pop
1: culture since Sabrina was born. So um, since September 11th, 2013, what she sing? I have no she concept sang... of pop culture.
0: What song does she sing? She sings that uh, Fancy song. Is that right?
1: Yeah. All I know is All That Bass <laughs> and, <laughs> and Taylor a... Swift's Shake It Off because those are the two songs that I sing with Sabrina oh, and she sweet. dances
0: her little us off. Anyway, Iggy Azalea came back from vacation and there were photos of her on the beach with her buns hanging Mm -hmm. out of her two-piece and she had cellulite. And she said, I'm going off of social media because I didn't realize that it was – um, unrealistic to be a woman and have cellulite. And I love that because that's what I think is the problem. It's just too
1: bad she has to get off social media, you know? Like, <laughs> like it's a. I get that she needs that break from it. It's just too bad that we can't just be like, yeah, this is it and we're still here.
0: But I think that's a, that's such to- a an, an amazing, um, ad, you know, to, for her to admit that it bothers right. her. That right. she's going off of it because it's unhealthy to constantly um, showcase... People either being the negative comment. And right. Mike said that he went online and he was like, the stuff people were saying about her was awful. That's um, so stupid. It's stupid and it's... And the and people commenting should look in the mirror
1: because they're not perfect. And well, most of the people are probably like horribly...
0: Unhealthy. And then it, and but then you you realize too it's like our culture like in Europe in certain places if you were a voluptuous curvy woman mm-hmm. I mean I used to love when I would go home to visit my dad's family because the women and their beautiful curvaceous cellulite bodies were <laughs> celebrated. I mean the curvier you were the better. And you know here it's like we've gotten to a place where you the skinnier you're supposed to look like grosser, a 14 year old girl. Yeah. And if you're naturally that way, fantastic. Uh, you know, I, I think it's on both sides probably. People who are too skinny are made well, to feel bad as like, well. then you're like, yeah,
1: because then you're flat, right? You don't have any curves. You're super flat. You don't
0: have a chest. Yeah. Like there's all those issues. Possibly. Anyway, I just, I just want to say out there to anybody who is feeling um, low about the way that you look and like you haven't gotten back to that place yet or maybe ever um, – like you know, uh, the only advice I can give is like to to really surround yourself with people who celebrate and love you just as you are, and also to just cut yourself some slack and and find images and um positive vibes, things that yeah. uh, that uplift you and
1: and wear feel... things that make you feel better, right? So like, do you think when you go with the casting, I mean, not with casting, with the Audition. costume
0: oh, oh. department,
1: like will you go in there and say something to them? Because you yeah. didn't pick out the dress, but you it. But you by the way, like, let's not
0: be ashamed to wear Spanx. Right. Did I mean, you not wear them? And he didn't wear them. Okay. Because I've never worn them. I, I always
1: wear them, and that's only because I don't like to flash. Like, it has nothing to do with <laughs>
0: anything other
1: than I like having coverage. Right.
0: Or also, here, here's another side to the story, which might make people feel better too. I, I opened up to two of my boy castmates about it because I was also feeling embarrassed like – I don't know it was silly but I just was like did they see something and now do they think I'm a cow no. <laughs> so but I know but this is what goes through my head because yeah, okay. I'm a crazy one I
1: know but I get to go no exactly
0: um and it was so funny because Rick Glassman our mm-hmm. honest yeah. comic in our life I I said I said I felt so bad the other night because like I saw a picture of myself and he's like are you kidding he's like I just thought you looked all woman Wow. And, you know, and I think that's the other thing to remember is, um, a girlfriend of mine said, um, they, the guys don't care. They just want to see that the juice is in the box. <laughs> and I loved that. <laughs> I love it. It was such a great way of like
1: looking at like uh, the men just
0: want the juices in the box. Yeah. It's also
1: good for atomic moms. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Well, in, uh, light of that. in light of that, I got a really great email from a listener, Uh, She lives in Chicago. She's expecting her first child. Um, And here is her question. It's hilarious. Okay. She says she can't wear yoga pants for another day. How do you deal with clothing in the five-month pregnancy range? Nothing fits right, and I feel like a tub of awkward in everything I own, but I'm not really showing enough to justify full-on maternity wear. I'm also in a depressingly cold winter climate, and it's been like straight sweater dresses over yoga pants here, and I'm bored of looking like I'm wearing a woven garbage bag. Any fashion advice would be much appreciated.
0: Oh, so she's five months
1: pregnant. Yeah. So my advice is be super pregnant in the summer. (laughs) That's what I did, and it was great because I could just wear, like, you don't have to wear any. You can just, like, be naked
0: with your big belly. So yeah, I, since she isn't
1: and she's in Chicago, right? We- <laughs>
0: um, you know, for me, because I um, I was pregnant here, but I was actually five, six months, November, December, and um, I did go to Seattle, which was mm-hmm. chilly. It wasn't as cold as Chicago is, but, um, and I found something that was awesome was long skirts. Um, mm-hmm. I wear a lot of maxi skirts. Yeah, wearing, like- maxi skirts are great. You can wear tights under them. You can even wear your yoga pants if you feel yeah. like that will make you warmer. Ooh, long johns under. Um, but like, there's so many cute looks that these days with like maxi heavier knit maxi skirts with boots and chunky sweaters. Mm-hmm. Um, you and you put like a cute hat on with it, even one of those like wide brim ones for the for That's the winter. Um, I think I lived in skirts, and even like you could even. Um, if you don't want to spend the money and you know you're going to be pregnant when it's going to start to get warmer, you could get a maxi dress mm-hmm. and put a sweater over that. And then you could wear that maxi dress later on too. Um, there's some great um, – I can't remember the brand that makes them, but stretchy, um, like cute. Uh, I, well, think, I love Splendid. They're expensive. Splendid, but yeah. I, I'm obsessed. Um, I have to think what they this one brand was. Um, but – I know there's a and I love Target. Like just there's so many. Yeah, the Dian- There's a there's a place here in LA, but I think they have a website called Diane's Beachwear, and they have really cute like stretchy dresses, maxi dresses, and you can. Um, and I wear those during the. I didn't wear them now. I wear the same things that I wore when I was pregnant because they're so mm-hmm. stretchy that they'll stretch with you and come back down to wherever you're at. So and everybody already knows about this, but like the belly bands are pretty great, and yeah. also just like investing
1: in. Super large, super long tank tops to wear under yeah. everything was good Yeah, for me. flow
0: And it's good flowy stuff is fun too because that, if you're at that stage where you don't want to quite embrace the belly yet because it's not yeah. quite there, like flowy tops are always good. And you could pair those with um, – do like a flowy top and then put a big chunky uh, like cardigan over it. That's kind of yeah. cool. And then a scarf.
1: Ooh, I kind of want it. I'm to. sensing like another segment here.
0: <laughs> Bianca's
1: little style pre-pregnant or her, her uh, <laughs> pregnancy style corner. Um, we had
0: another question on on Facebook. Should we answer that yeah. now too? And listeners, if you guys have questions, please
1: uh, send them to us. We love it. It's put so, it on the Facebook so wall.
0: You can tweet us or Instagram at Atomic Moms. So Thomas went onto our Atomic Moms Facebook page and said, "He says I'm planning on moving from." New Jersey to the southern eastern part of Indiana in the near future, three to six months. I have three kids, 10, 7, and 4. What are your thoughts on moving your kids about 12 hours away from home, their friends, and et cetera? The hope is to have a better life, a more stable home life. I am currently suffering from severe anxiety and depression, um, from environment work issues, a bigger house and a bigger yard so the kids can have farm animals and a garden and such. First of all, I'll move there with you. Um, That sounds amazing. And my uh, first reaction to that was that I think it's always better to be in a place where the parents uh, can be the best that they can be. I think that if you know, you're know you having um, some mental issues that are um, causing you to suffer, then your children are going to suffer from that as well. Because you're not you're not at your best. And if there, you can go somewhere where you're gonna feel great and you know you can then be a better parent, I think that's awesome. And kids are great. I mean, kids, kids always find new friends, new faces in new places. I mean, I think if they have a loving environment at home, then they can go out and kind of branch out and um, it may be hard at first, but I agree. I think also, though, you've got to remember uh,
1: that wherever you go, you'll be there. So <laughs> that's very profound. It's not, you know, the issues are environmental in New Jersey. And I totally understanding wanting more space and a, 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 you know, a different way of life. Cause man, whenever we get to go up to Michigan in the summer, it's like, I'm a whole new person. And if I could be there year round, if Michigan wasn't always under 20 feet of snow, I imagine that I would be a more chill parent, but you know, just make sure that you're not running away from your issues. Uh, in New Jersey because a lot of you know you might get to Indiana and then you're like oh after a little bit you realize it is an environmental like I hope you know do the inside work too before you uproot your family
0: yeah well it sounds like his work situation is yeah. causing and that and I get that I mean Especially if you're not doing what you love, I mean that's right. always. But you're totally right. I mean, I think it, it sounds like maybe he knows that, but if he, but yeah. if he doesn't, that's a very valid point. I know, I know, um, somebody in particular who's always kind of trying to escape to the the next best place, and then they're you know dumbfounded why everything's the same, and it's just because they haven't really changed anything within themselves. So, but um, kids are. Uh-
1: Like, they're so resilient, so I'm sure that they'll find new friends and stuff. But it's I think it's awesome that you're taking the time to really figure it out because it is a huge step. And I think it's awesome that you're even, you know, that you're considering your kids in the decision because I think a lot of people don't. They just, like, yank up their families and they're not even thinking about, like, that these children have created lives um, for themselves. And I think it's awesome that you're taking the time to figure it out.
0: Yeah. Yeah, good dad. And and we love that it's – we have a dad listener too. Yeah, we love dad listeners. And, and asking great questions. Um, what did you do this weekend? Oh, what, God, what
1: did I do this weekend? Well, one really super exciting thing is that um, my husband's baby sister, Haley, is in town. And she's actually listening in on the mm-hmm. podcast right now. Haley, you want to yell over? Hi. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> uh, Haley is visiting from Michigan um, – And so that's super, been really great. Uh, They got to go to like a little Academy Awards party last night. And I stayed home with Sabrina, which was perfect and exactly what I wanted to do. And every time uh, anyone clapped in the Academy Awards, Sabrina would start clapping. Like that was her favorite movie. That's really cute. That and when the Lego song played, there was like uh, that. She went wild for that, which was really fun. Um, Besides that... Uh, I've been kind of down because uh, a friend from high school passed away, and it was very unexpected. And he was just 30 years old, and his name is Harris Whittles. And we went to high school together. We didn't see each other much in L.A., uh, but he was our first guest on a web series I did called Married, Single, Divorced. And I saw him last weekend at a wedding uh, the weekend before. And then he died on Thursday.
0: That's crazy. So you saw him. So I just saw him. Yeah.
1: And at the wedding, uh, we were talking and I said, yeah, you know, I've got this mom podcast. And I was like, I'm trying (laughs) to figure out when to share and what not to share and like how to not go through the shame spiral after sharing. Um, And like, how do you just put your whole life out there? And he said to me, he had a. Uh, he did a podcast where he talked about his addiction. Um, and it's about it's an hour and 40, and right now I can't remember. It's the Nerdist. It's the Pete Holmes podcast. And you guys should listen to it if you have anyone in your life with addiction. Um, <clears throat> and it's the Harris Whittles episode. And I had not listened to it when I was talking to him at the wedding. Um, but I had heard about it because he talks about doing heroin. And he goes... So at the wedding, he's like, well, Ellie, you know, like, <laughs> I'm sure you heard about what I went through and, and, you know, if I can talk about, you know, going to Skid Row to get heroin, like you can, you can talk about whatever you want to talk about on your podcast. <sighs> like, it's okay. Like you can share whatever yeah. you need to. And I don't remember his exact words. I wrote it down, but, um, but it was like a really <sighs> meaningful moment because I've always admired people that can be that honest about their experiences and just sort of say, "Hey, this is my story. This is what's happened, and uh, and own it." And and I actually like some other people came over, but I, you know. W- took him aside for a second and just said you know I'm so sorry you went through that but thank you so much for sharing that with me that means so much that you shared that with me that was so so it was like that's so freaking cool of you I said I think I said fucking I can't even say freaking like come on Harris would be so annoyed like it's so (laughs) fucking cool of you uh to say that to me and then you know five days later they found him uh at his home so the entire you know comedy world is grieving right now and he had a lot of really close friends that are devastated and he had wonderful he has has wonderful parents and he has a sister with a one-year-old and um oh my and so my heart really goes out to his whole family and all his teachers and everyone he's touched along the way because it's always you know devastating when a life is cut short like that yeah and it just felt like such a shock and it was weird too because on Facebook and stuff. It's, you know, people, everyone's putting up all these photos of when he was like 14. And my, the other thing is he was my huge high school crush and I was so heartbroken because he did not want anything to do with me no and we would like practice kissing for plays and stuff but he was such a player like he was this little player and I was so in love with him and I was crying on the phone to my girlfriend Allison like why doesn't he like me why doesn't he want me and then I found out later that I think they were making out on the side oh Oh. (laughs) so anyway um so that's been rough it's such a you know, those moments are just so, it was just so weird. So I just try and focus on Sabrina and like being with her and just being like, okay, we're going outside. I said the weirdest thing the other day. I was like, okay, we're going to go, we're going to be in this reality. We're going to go outside and we're going to breathe fresh air. We're going to be in this reality because I just, it's so easy to let your mind wander and let the sadness creep in, which is okay too, but it's hard when you're, you know, taking care of a one-and-a-half-year-old to – you don't want to be a bummer.
0: Yeah. And, you know, it's – I mean, we could go into a really, really deep conversation yeah. here. Yeah, and we which... need to
1: do an episode with Mike and with a, an expert – on addiction, uh, on addiction, especially for parents, like what to do if your
0: child has addiction. Well, listen, seems, listen. Oh, you know, it would be great to have someone come in who could talk on. You know, Mike and I both genetically have it. We know mm-hmm. that Mike was a severe um, alcoholic and and drug addict, and um, it runs in his family. It runs in my family. Um, the, so, my family. It, you know, it's like I I think about that all the time. I mean. I think Mike will have a a far more, um, kind of raw and open ability to talk to our kids about it because he went there and Mm -hmm. he experienced it. You know, I mean, I think for a lot of people growing up, it's just like, don't drink, don't do drugs. And you know, then it almost makes it even more enticing because it seems like it's cooler to do what your parents say not to do. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that, uh, I, I think that on underneath it all, though, it's what needs to be tended to is the reasons why people turn to drugs and alcohol. What what is it? I mean, it's it's definitely escapism. It's definitely there's the addiction involved mm-hmm. in it. But you know, we are we are a lot of us very lonely and very sad and very wounded, mm-hmm. and we're trying to fix it with things that are not helping us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a big part of it is. Um, the, we are, we've become out of touch with, with the ideas of life and death. And, you know, it's as evidence when someone passes away, I mean, in Buddhism, there is this, this belief that because we are so attached to life, that is why we struggle so much with death. Mm -hmm. Um, and that we don't really understand the concept of where we go and where we come from and where we go. And even if you're extremely religious person, it's still kind of this, um, the finality of it and, uh and the fear of it. And, you know, there are cultures that celebrate death and, and talk about it from the very beginning. I think there's such a, a, it's the elephant in the room, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and especially I think when you have kids, I was just talking actually this weekend when we were at that fight, um, the Ellis mania, and my mom was literally in the hotel we were in that the event was in, she was upstairs with my child and I, was like, I have to go up there and make sure she's okay. And uh, David Finn's wife, Lauren said, why? You know, she's, your mother Mm -hmm. raised three children. She's fine up there. And I said, I know, but like, I don't have the monitor to check in. I don't, I can't. Mm -hmm. And I started thinking about it and I, and I was realizing that like there, the percentages that the statistics of things that happen, you know, it's, probably not going to happen to you. There are people that it happens to, but those awful things that you think about. And yet we go straight to the, it is going to happen to me. This is, this is without uh, my child, something horrible will happen to my child. Your mind goes there. Mm -hmm. Um, And I realize like we do, we live in this state of fear. um, And I think that that's perpetuated by the way that the media plays out. Well, yeah,
1: but it's also... genetic or ancestral or whatever. Like, I mean, this is also about a matter of survival, right? So... That's it's in our DNA too, like yeah, the fight or fight response. And this,
0: yeah, but don't you think that like people? I mean, yeah, people. If, come when in, I
1: watch Fox News, I get acid reflux from <laughs> the,
0: the fear factor. And I'm it. I'm saying like our our sisters that came across the plains with their kids and people died horrible deaths. Right. They, I mean, they had a much more realistic view about life and death. It happened. You know, I'm sure there was still great devastation, but we've gotten to a place where we are so made so fearful and, and uh, I write a book called, um, oh, by the way, someone was, I I will remember what I was going to say, but someone was saying on, I think either our Facebook or um, Instagram account that we need to start posting the books that we talk about so people can read them, which we will do. You guys will get on it. Um, but there's a book called free range Kids, And it's this woman who she put her nine-year-old on a subway in New York to go home to Jersey from Mm -hmm. Bloomingdale's. And there was complete outrage. And she got basically like just completely annihilated by people saying you're a horrible mother. So she wrote this book Free Range Kids. It's really fascinating because she did some intense research. She actually paid a guy for a year to find out just if anyone in the United States had ever been poisoned by their Halloween candy. And do you know it's never happened. No. And that's like one
1: of the I know, things you're always fa- afraid of the razors. Yeah, cuz there's all these uh what's the other one that always freaks me out? Ugh. What? Um when the door like the idea that the, there's a baby crying at the door. Don't You're not supposed to ever answer oh the God. door because the baby's crying at the door. Really? It's a recording of a baby and it's actually like some boogeyman who's going to like… crazy
0: urban legend. Yes.
1: <laughs> that one scares the um, Nike's out of me.
0: Yeah. And, but also it's just that uh, it's really interesting. I really… I mean, just to read for the value of having kind of a different yeah. outlook on it, I think it's… You know, you don't have to agree with everything in it, but she did say that… Um, she interviews a, a producer of a huge news um, a news program who says that they're actually encouraged to uh, use words when there is something that happens with a child that will include... It's every person's worst nightmare. Of
1: course. That's You're why we're going to watch. watch. Our eyes are going to dilate. Yeah. Our hearts are going to pump. But did you know that statistically... And I'm we gonna- can eat Halloween candy. No.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. First yeah. and foremost, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is the most important thing. But secondly... That statistically to, have, to, meet, to match the numbers for your child being abducted, you would have to leave your kid out 24-7 every day of the week for I think it's like 500,000 years. I mean, that's the reality of how many kids are actually... Are you going to take that chance? No. I mean, okay. I'm, I have I to saying, ask you this because somebody out there would think
1: that. I, like, <laughs> look, we are not telling you to leave your children in the front yard to play all night.
0: No, but but listen, people getting horrible car accidents we still get in our cars and drive right. but you can't live your life in fear. That's... No, but you can put your kid in the best
1: safety rated car seat facing backwards yeah. until the appropriate but, time.
0: But then the, well, of course, that. I, but I I'm saying, like, as a driver, you get in your yeah. car and you drive your car. Right. Or the, a passenger, you get a passenger in the car. I'm not talking about kids in cars. But I'm saying in in relation no, to our children, like, are we are we coddling them? Are we preventing them from growing up and learning about life because we're so busy protecting them from everything that we're fearful of? That's my question. It's a great question. I will think on it. Okay.
1: I feel like I've got... I'm torn with it.
0: I am totally because respect that. It's a, it's a big question. It's really...
1: I, I'm thinking about when Sabrina wants to play with kids down the street and stuff at dusk, and we live in LA, and you're like, oh, God. Or like, what are you doing? I live with in all Venice. Free time? I mean, I yeah.
0: I walked out the other night and there was a man covered in blood stumbling down our sidewalk. I mean, look. Didn't you let a homeless man like kiss your baby? Wasn't that one of the okay first easy? <laughs> Which one was it? it? She he touched her hand.
1: But it was a little Wait, bit outside your house though, like because he was just
0: like. He was putting – remember, he was putting stuff in my recycling yeah, bin. Well, see, I remember, but yeah. not every yeah, yeah, yeah. This is why, <laughs>
1: listeners, you should listen to every single podcast we've done because they are just such nuggets um, of
0: uh, listen, madness. I am just as worried as anyone else. I just – there's a fine line, I think, between overprotecting and, you know – For sure. You can ruin your kid's life by overprotecting.
1: Hello, I have an anxiety disorder. I'm not going to put that on parents. It's probably genetic too. But, yeah, every – it's it's unfortunate that a lot of people are raising their kids so that every new situation the kid goes into they're scanning the environment for the danger
0: well and and now also it's so acceptable to sue for anything that there are so many people are so scared of liability that now like people can't even kids can't even go to the park and play a pickup game of softball like that that's not you can't do
1: that because now you definitely can't have a diving board in your like, with a pool. You can't? Well, I'm just saying that. I remember growing up in Houston, most, a lot of people had pools because it's 110 degrees. And I just remember my dad always being like, you know, someone's going to slip on the diving board. We're going to get sued. Like, it's just a thing. You know what I mean? Like, it's.
0: Listen, when I was, when I was in. Meanwhile,
1: kids were jumping off the, you know, garages into the pool.
0: I was never that kid. Not yeah. my pool, but like other... Mike tells a story of growing up that there was some like... And they would go on vacation. There was some gross infested pond they used to swim in all the time that they found out had like some rusted gross pipe in the bottom yeah. that was like... I mean, I I, I do think that our childhood and, and our definitely our parents' childhoods were much more open and free. And like, we're here, you know? Yeah, but I mean, things have changed a little bit, don't you think? I, I, we're... Listen... I don't think so. No, you I think- don't think things have changed. You don't think that there's more crime. There's more. No. Do you know that we're actually living in one of the most peaceful eras of the entire? There's more entire cars. Region? Like yeah, I just there is. Like- well, yeah, and and look, yeah, definitely accidents <clears throat> happen, but I don't, I don't think it's has. We're more aware of it because there is news twenty four seven. Well,
1: and also we have we're living. I agree with that, but we're also living in more urban areas than. Most of yeah, us were raised, but in.
0: crazy nutso So crime, I feel like happens. Yeah, no. Do you ever watch those Houston, Investigation it's... ID, whatever that no horrible channel is? My husband watches all the time, and it's like no, it's make me nervous. The, uh, uh, the smaller towns make me more nervous because that's where they're like hiding out, just waiting. Yeah, like <laughs> doing <right>. meth. <laughs>
1: Um, uh, so um, this this was like a crazy little river ride we just went down. Yeah. I mean, basically the moral is a- addiction is terrible and devastating. I want to get someone on to talk about, you know, give help to parents because I don't know wh- if your child has an addiction. I don't know where... You know, well, I want to. I want to find the like answer. If it's
0: like genetically, if you're genetically no, predisposed to, to. No,
1: like if Sabrina starts experimenting in high school. How old with stuff, when she's older. When I, she's okay. older, like yeah. what? What do you do? And like, how does it It goes from pot to whatever? The other why don't, thing, we know, get, like why don't we get? Why don't we get
0: Doctor Drew on here to talk let's about? Let's do it. it. We
1: got to do it because I'm so bummed out, and I'm really. I feel so bad for his family and I feel really bad for my friends that got married last weekend I mean it was one of Harris's best friends that got married and and she's pregnant and uh well I'm really sorry so into that to fear so maybe yeah but we don't need to be as fearful about a lot of things
0: yeah because we're I mean it's also
1: like the the thing about the subway really fast yes that's terrifying but then you put kids on planes all the time by themselves. I mean, I guess they've got a
0: secure, you know. Yeah, and person. and you know what she in she did say. She said, "I know my child, and I yeah. know I know his ability to. He's smart. He knew, yeah. you know. And and look, it, it's her. It goes in in uh, hand in hand with kind of everything that we talk about on this." podcast, which is that I I think that um if that was her choice and her decision and she trusted her child and she trusted the situation, that's her decision to make. I mean, you know, I I don't know if it's in people then get, you know, on the I mean, oh my gosh, I have this friend on Instagram and she posts pictures and she's a lovely human being. She was she was in a terrible accident. Um she was in a plane crash and burned over 80% of her body. And she posts these amazing pictures of her and her five kids and people are awful there they say like um i hope you're not planning on riding that bike without her helmet on uh um properly it's like they nitpick at these pictures i mean mm-hmm. our our parents didn't have to deal with that and you know it's yeah. like it's like the. but p- my kid will be wearing a helmet of course we had a we had a yeah yeah but i did not wear a helmet as a kid on my bike i'll just say that
1: I know I didn't either, but then you have a family. We like we had a family member die of a head injury a couple of years ago, and you're like, okay, game over. I'm, that's going to be one of
0: my new things. And I don't think, and I don't think that's silly. I don't <clears throat> think that's crazy. I think that's yeah. probably being a very safe person um, and a smart, safe person. But it's just where do you draw the line? Where do you draw the line where we start to get so crazy? Because like the things that we did as kids. I mean, I'll pause for a second. We'll take a little break and then we'll come back to finish up.
1: guys we're back we had to take a quick break for the mailman uh anyway here's my thing you talk about statistics about how nothing bad is gonna happen it's like so rare right okay statistically speaking but here's the thing if i'm gonna put a positive spin on my paranoia it's just because i think i'm that special
0: (laughs) oh my god ellie (laughs) That's, that's taking it to a new level. Well, you know, I did have a one in a million tumor. So <laughs> I mean, statistically but, but speaking, hey, I, I have to special. say like, I, if more people started thinking that way, at least it's a positive way of looking at things, you know, I mean, I you're Monica's totally right. Head just exploded. It totally did. Uh, and then my other
1: point that yes. I will, uh, beautifully make is, you know, we're also being so crazy about chemicals yes. and about food right so it's sort of like our version of freaking out about like we don't really understand maybe like why people don't let their kids go on bikes around the neighborhood anymore and stuff but our sort of hippy dippy version of that is like this fear of well sulfates and yeah preservatives that- and all that stuff right when, when most people can eat that stuff and it doesn't negatively affect them again i'm very special and i grew a massive tumor which may or may not know it had nothing to do with eating mcdonald's growing up but but you know what i mean like that feeling. ellie now mcdonald's won't sponsor our podcast i know bummer because they were really in the running but you know i can't pick you
0: know you pick out paint it's got to be like low voc you've got to, you know we just did well, right Here, here's mean. here's my answer to that or here's my view on that i would say um i realize like i can cl- i can clean this house of you know bpa uh uh, you know pesticides in our food as as much as I possibly can. But that couch behind you is probably has so laden with fire retardant. I know, isn't it stuff, crazy? You can't escape it, and we're not going to be able to escape it. We can try and no, live. but you think about that all the time. It's like oh my god, I Even do. It too. Like Tempur
1: mattresses.
0: That's a thing. But, but also, but here's the thing. You can do it as much as you want in your home. She's still going to go out into the world and encounter it on a daily, yeah. hourly basis. Oh, my God.
1: Did you know that the sandboxes...
0: <laughs> oh, my God.
1: Sand isn't natural in these sandboxes. What is it? It's like made of this other crap. Okay, but this is and my I'm point. telling you that they're inhaling it. So this is where... We could, we could do a whole podcast about my paranoia of
0: like... Right. And and I think what what we all need to look at is are we becoming so neurotic that we are we are taking away from our children's joy of life because we're so worried about everything that's gonna get to them because here's the deal. It's gonna get to them if it's not in our house, it's when they go out. You can't we're not we're not the bubble. Think about their school absolutely and you know and the best you can do because you you started like microwave
1: food on like plastic at these little
0: everywhere (laughs) but but i but i think the thing that you for me the most important thing i'm moving to
1: vermont sorry (laughs) most important i'm spiraling bianca (laughs) (laughs) hold my hand get me through this moment let
0: me ask you what isn't in vermont that is microwaves (laughs) (laughs) i use microwaves every day oh god Uh, We do not have a microwave.
1: See? Look, she just looked (laughs) down on me. Bianca just like got a little taller when she said that to me. Well, you know what? Uh, A lot of atomic moms uh, have microwaves.
0: um, No, but that's why we're atomic. Because we're glowing. It's 100% true. (laughs) We've been eating microwave dinners. I mean, we used Uh. to have that so much as kids. Um but <laughs> but here's what my plan is, okay? And I probably I'm will stick to it. it as much as But well, I thought I your New Year's resolution to. was not having like plans anymore. Well, no, not having New Year's resolutions. Okay, right. But my, but my, my. I guess my approach <laughs> yes. to things with Magnolia is, I, I, want Magnolia to have her own mind. I want her to make. Desi- if Magnolia decides that she wants to eat <clears throat> Carl's Jr. every day for the rest of her life, at, at some point in her life, she can do that, and there's nothing I can do about it. I'm sure my mom would prefer that I still go to mass every Sunday. I mean, the, you know, right. we're, they're going to become their own, their own people. Yes. So the only thing that I can do is. Um, she can have McDonald's if she absolutely wants Mm -hmm. to have it but I promise you I will be cooking foods with her in the kitchen and explaining to her why we eat this why it's important why and Sabrina will be coming over for those lectures too (laughs) because you're not doing it in your house no I'll just eat your food and let Sabrina (laughs) learn from you but it's the best we can do. The best we can do is teach them what we think. We cannot impose our ideas upon them. We cannot uh, impose our beliefs upon them. We can only tell them what we know and hope that they choose for themselves in the best way that, that gives them the most joy and peace in their life.
1: That's and, la- it. and
0: last resort is always shame. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, do you have a mom session? Yes.
1: Oh, my God. I have a mom session. It's plastic. It is. Uh... <laughs> okay. So when Rick Glassman said that my hair looks so white trash. Right. And I went back to put chemicals in it to fix it, to make it look more natural, <laughs> put even more chemicals in it. Uh, my hair was, I don't, I have a, I've been really bad about brushing my hair. I could tell. I know right now because <laughs> I got nervous. So I've been like running my hands through my hair for the past hour, but. I've been getting a lot of knots, and Sabrina has a mane of hair, and she gets so many knots. And this uh, hairdresser's assistant was like, do you know about the wet brush? And I was like, no. And I was imagining like water coming out of a brush, and it's not that at all. It's just called the wet brush, and it's a detangling hairbrush. I got it on Amazon for like $10. And it doesn't hurt at all. Aww. And it goes all the way through her hair. And then the best part is when it goes through her hair at the bottom, she's got all these curls and it kind of keeps the curls intact. Really? Instead of like turning them into like What's frizz. What's it called again? It's called the wet brush. The wet brush. I'm That's so my mom's that session. a little dirty. Well, there's a <laughs> wet brush for down there. wow well, that could be another. That'd be more popular in the 1970s, I think. <laughs> <if> yeah. <you're> gonna- <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, what's um, – bring my, us back. My mom bomb uh, today, I I don't know who said it, um, but I, it's very appropriate now. It's always it's funny how our mom bombs always work out, right? Like uh-huh. they kind of end up speaking to whatever we ended up talking about. She who jumps into the void owes no explanation to those who stand and watch, which – Repeat it again. She who jumps into the void owes no explanation to those who stand and watch. So – you could take that on a very, very deep level of when you're going to go and and take on your uh, adventures and journeys in your life and make your choices. But on a on a parenting level, do you do the best that you know how to do for your kids and tell everyone else to shut the fuck up? Amen. Amen. Trust in your goodness. Live out your, your greatness. greatness and rock on, atomic, atomic. atomic moms. <laughs>